Hi, I'm Micah. And I'm Joe. And this is because, you know, dragons. Um, this is a show where we talk about dragons and we rate them on a 10-point scale. Because there's nothing else we'd rather be doing on our Sunday than rating dragons and doing too many takes of funny <laughs> BS. This has been like take 10 of starting this because I was trying to make Google make animal noises and it does and it's great. Um, and then I found out that it makes like fantastical animal noises and that's even better. So I think the Yeti was legit though. That makes me yeah. believe Yetis are real. They have to be. Google knows where the abominable snowman is. Anyway, we're not here to talk about the stupid shit I can make Google do. <laughs> we're here to talk about Spyro. Um, the dragon. Spyro the dragon. The dragon. The dragon. We're Spyro. M- mainly going to talk about the original Spyro trilogy. Um, and we'll use later episodes to talk about other Spyro games. So we've but... got the Spyro games, and then we've got the not Spyro Spyro games. Yeah, I don't, the, I, I can't say for myself whether or not the original trilogy is good. I mean, I played a little bit of them, but they weren't, I think a lot of the reason people still love Spyro is nostalgia. That, but, and they're great. There's nothing wrong with them. You could package them today. So Joe was like five when he first played Spyro, so Shh. he's a nostalgia whore. I mean, they're not bad. They're... I, they still control. We play earlier today. We were playing a little bit of the of Spyro two and three, and they still control pretty decently. Spyro one's trash. But, I will put I will put that on the table. Spyro one, but is trash. But I think a lot of the love for Spyro is nostalgia, because I think there is, I think if it hadn't been released then, and they released the same kind of thing today, it wouldn't do as well as that did. But it well, came from Nintendo a much. does it? It came from a much more simplistic time than, like the Halos and. Well. The Mass Effects and the Skyrim's and the. You have to watch what you say, though. I think Halo also came from a much simpler time. Fuck, of I don't know. Mikey, you're getting old. <laughs> I'm younger than you. Grandma, grandma over here. Um. But yeah. So, I don't know. I. I have a lot less experience with Spyro than Joe does. I, until very recently, only have played two Spyro games and didn't... I played Spyro... A Hero's Tale. It was one of the ones that was on the GameCube. And it was alright. It was. I think it was a lot more like... It was the same kind of mechanics as the original Spyro, but it didn't hit that same same spot that the original Spyro did for kids that played Spyro. And then The Legend of Spyro, A New Beginning, is that what I told you I played earlier? The Legend of Zelda, Spyro's Awakening. Yeah, that's yeah, the I same think thing. That's what you said. Yeah, The Legend of Spyro, A New Beginning. It had Elijah Wood playing the voice uh, <laughs> playing the voice of Spyro and um the fuck? Uh, Sparks, the dragonfly that helps Spyro, was voiced by David Spade. Yeah, which... let's let's put that into perspective. Who would you rather voice your dragon character, Frodo or SpongeBob? And I'm gonna pick SpongeBob every time. 
Tom Kenny knocks it out of the park is he's my Spyro. Frodo's my Hobbit. I don't know. I, SpongeBob's my dragon. I don't know. I, I was kind of into. We'll talk about. We'll talk. We'll talk more about that that Spyro game in a later episode because I played a lot of that one. I don't. I didn't beat it, but I think I got probably over halfway. Enough to say that I played that Spyro game. She played it so hard. Mm. But. No, we're going to talk about the original trilogy, especially, I think by the time this episode comes out, the Reignited trilogy will be out. Activision, in the 1% chance that you, or anyone who works for you, or anyone who knows that their uncle works there, or whatever, please put it on the Switch. Please. Please. I will mail you my kidneys. Both of them. I don't need them. I can beat the game quick enough where I can live without them. Just give it me a chance. Just give me a chance. I don't want to buy no PlayStation 4, no Xbox One. I'm a primitive Nintendo man. Yeah, I would I would buy it if it came to Switch. Just, just I'd saying. I'd buy it twice. Because, I mean, they're not... Like, Joe has the all three of the original on his PlayStation still. And I didn't have that as a child, so please give that to me, Activision. And let's talk about what happens to CD games when they get old. <laughs> we had some interesting glitches happening because of the audio files on the CDs get scratched. So you get a lot of weird skipping in the middle of people talking. You got some weird glitches with the music. We had one time when Hunter the Cheetah was getting ready to talk and it just like, Beep! And then he said Ripto, so it sounded like he was said a bunch of curse words, and then <laughs> it was, it was cussing Ripto out, ripping him a new one, towing him a new one. We when we started playing the third one, it just it was just playing the playing the music, but you could tell that people were supposed to be talking, but it was just like a silent movie. They took took the eggs and then just left. It was incredibly awkward. It was, I had to skip it. It was an entirely it was different experience. It was wonderful. <laughs> the silent era of video games. <laughs> that's that's something we didn't really have. I mean... Have you ever played Atari? I mean, yes, Atari, but they didn't have, like, dia- have, like, dialogue. It wasn't, like, a cheesy, like, silent film where they would... You'd see them talk, and then it would flash the dialogue on screen. Like, it was just, like... The closest, Zelda, and yeah, then the they would have Zelda. the dialogue box. And you still have that, where you just have the dialogue box below, but that, I don't think that's quite the same thing. No. Anyway, Spyro, the original trilogy, Joe has a lot more experience. You you go into your background with Spyro. So, I'm what you call a Spyro aficionado. I don't care for the first game as much. Like, I played it. I played it quite a bit as a kid, but 2 and 3 were really the ones we played the most out of. Um, 1, they're a little bit easier of games. The controls are a lot less obtuse. First game is just so picky, and there's so many weird little things, and the worlds are so big. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it's what um, what is classically referred to as the 90s collect-a-thon. That is the, the technical term. Um, literally the world is filled with so many collectibles just go everywhere Um, especially the first game the levels are very open Um, they kind of try to get you to go through a critical path in the second and third game more but there are plenty of 
extra ways to go off of that path, um, especially in the third game where the mini games and little side worlds with the skateboarding and other characters kind of take you out of it. But they're very big open worlds. Um, collect as much stuff as you can. Spyro's got treasure he can pick up. Um, dragon eggs in the first game and the third game. Um, some other main items in the second game. Um, so I've been playing these. This was really my first foray into 3D platforming. Um, played a lot of Crash as kids too, but Crash is as much a 3D platformer as um, Animal Crossing is a cooking sim. So, yeah, but I don't get me wrong, I love some Crash, but Spyro's the true 3D platformer. And if you had to ask me, and this is purely nostalgia, if you had to ask me, I would say Spyro 2 and 3 are better games than Super Mario 64. Just because Super Mario 64, I don't know. As somebody who's had a lot of experience with Super Mario 64 and only a limited experience with the Spyro games, I would, I would, controversial statement, I would agree with you. Yeah, Super Mario 64. I th yeah, I think it's still a good, fun game. It came out two years before Spyro. So Spyro had two years to perfect kind of some of the controls and stuff and work mm -hmm. had two more years with the PlayStation hardware. Nintendo didn't have as nearly as much time with the N64 hardware. Yeah, well like Nintendo was a like they did a lot for the for 3D gaming. They, mm -hmm. Especially with Super Mario 64. That was one of one of the very first 3D. Mhm. Mm so they I would say as far as like camera stuff goes, Super Mario 64 does that better than the Spyro oh, games. Yeah. No, I'd agree with that. Because that was ass. <laughs> Not having an a second anal or an analog stick to control the camera really right. does really does affect things. Or having a second set of buttons to do that. But so Joe's experience with Spyro is actually playing the games. I, like I said, I played like what half an hour of it earlier this afternoon. Mm -hmm. Half hour, an hour, the third one, and then a couple weeks ago I watched like an hour of the Achievement Hunters playing the original Spyro just because I didn't I don't have access to it I don't have a PlayStation so I I look so shout out to the Achievement Hunters it was a good good video I think it was just one of the guys just playing streaming Spyro from his house so I've I've never watched Achievement Hunter videos before but I might watch some more of you guys so if I can get money for playing Spyro I'm gonna do that <laughs> So, let's talk about, like, Spyro as a dragon. What what do we like about him? What do we not like? What is he? I like his radical 90s purple color. Yeah, he is a, he is a very pretty purple. He's not necessarily a masculine, like a green or a blue or... Fun fact, he was supposed to be green, but in the first game, the whole entire first part of the whatever the first world, first area, has all green grass, and he mm. blended in too well, so they wanted some more contrast, so they made purple. Mm. That makes sense. That's yeah. Same kind of reason why Mario looks the way he does, or Zelda, or Link, I guess. Fog. Samus. The, why the morph ball exists, because they didn't want to animate Samus 
going down and crouching, so they did that instead. Not that it couldn't hold it or anything, they just didn't want to do it. It's great, though. I love that. I... Yeah, he's he's just, like, bright... He's a small, like, purple... Like, an amethyst shade of purple, would yeah. you say? Yep, quadruped and all. Yeah. All four legs, walks on him, has wings. Which, like, compared... So the first Spyro game has, like, a ton of dragons. The The plot of the game is some... What's his name? Nasty Nork. Nasty Nork came in and he froze all of the dragons, like, turned them all to stone. And Spyro escapes this. Because he's too small? No, not because he's too small, but because he hid behind one of the dragons that already got turned well, to stone. The magic wouldn't affect him because he's too small. They didn't shoot the magic at him because he hid behind another dragon. He's just a little guy. He doesn't need to be big. No, he's a cowardly bitch dragon. It's not... He He's grown a lot since then. Yes, he's grown not a lot since then. <laughs> but, like, the, the second two games, like, I was... Like, the first two games, like, he's just, like, a snarky bitch. Like, any time that he would respond to so- somebody talking, it would just be, like, a... Uh, no. Or just something, like, sassy and awful. It, the first game, he's... He's pretty bad, and I don't... Definitely going with Tom Tom Kenny in the second oh, yeah. third game, really... I don't know. It was It's night and day. The first game, again, I'll discount. It's not my favorite. It's not the greatest. Controls are kind of a lot clunkier. The camera's not nearly as good. Um, so, yeah. didn't, not nearly as much voice acting, either, or variety in gameplay. Yeah, so the first game, you're going around trying to unfreeze all the dragons or at least that's just the first world i don't know that's it that's your game right that's, there. okay that's the entire game second game i i zoned out during the beginning of that i don't remember what the plot was punch ripto in the face defeat him get all the orbs super defeat him then go to have your vacation okay but what are the orbs what are they're you- magic Okay, but why? Because shut up. <laughs> okay. And then the second game, or the third game, fuck. Third game. Like, somebody... Like, it's a trilogy. We don't, We only have three games to keep track yeah. of. So, the, so, some bunny named Bianca came in and stole all of the dragon eggs and gave them to some alligator bitch or dragon... A nice leather purse. Yeah, I don't she is a female reptilian species. They don't explain what she is. And you have to go and collect all the eggs. And when you collect them, they hatch. So... Yeah, so it's kind of like the first game. When you yeah. step on a dragon and you release it and it'll say stuff to you. So this time, instead of talking to you, the baby dragons hatch, do little actions, and then disappear. Yeah, sometimes they do the chicken dance. Sometimes they just pose. Before they disappear. The first one, I thought that was... I thought it gave you... At least me, personally. It gave you a little incentive to find all of the dragons. Because they would... They would say stuff to you. And sometimes it would be a... A hint on how to do things. Like, if you hadn't figured out how to beat... Larger enemies with fire yet. Then you could collect that dragon. And it would tell you, oh hey, big guys... You can't run into those. You have to set them on fire. Yeah, and if so, I remember right, in World 3, 
if you release a certain dragon, he'll tell you how to find the secret um, time trial in World 1 by stepping on the different rocks and some fountain that you'd never figure out on your own. Some obscure Legend of Zelda stuff right there. Yeah, so, I mean, as far as the first game goes, I liked that. I think that's the one mechanic that I liked about yeah, the first the game that the other ones didn't have. But... See, but I think the second game and third game just have more characters to fill that role. I do, I agree. And I think I, I like all the variety in characters. Like, each level is kind of like their own race or whatever mm-hmm. to interact with, and I like that. That's always pretty pretty cool just to see all the variety and different types of mm-hmm. um characters all voiced by like three different people so that's even better but yeah as Skyrim far as right there as far as dragons go they're all basically the stereotypical dragon they're scaly they have wings they have they have joe's horns that he likes horny dragons um, and Spyro does breathe fire it's not like a consistent like a fire breath but he just kind of spits out fire he more, he doesn't, he kind of flies a little bit in the first one. He can fly in different levels under different circumstances. Like if you can get to a power up, he can do flying, but only for a limited time or during the time trial levels for some obscene reason, he can fly the entire time. But he's not like, he can't just, you can't just like stand in the middle of the level and say, I'm going to push this button now and fly around. It's more of a hover and a... A glide from yeah, one platform glides. to the other. So, I don't know, tell me more fun facts about Spyro, Joe. Okay, so, um, so Spyro, he originally was owned, well, not really, owned, well, I guess he was owned by Universal Studios while they were still making video games, and that's why Insomniac, they never owned the rights. It's kind of like the Crash Bandicoot thing with Naughty Dog, Universal also and them. So then, when they got the chance to move on, they weren't really... Um, Insomniac wasn't really tied to them anymore. And they didn't really want to do it. They thought the mechanics for Spyro were basically done out. Which, so after playing the next couple Universal games, I can see why. So, sorry to distract from that. They, another recently announced thing is the PlayStation Classic that's coming out. Oh, yeah. Some, with some Soon. glaring missing candidates yeah and one of those that i was surprised that wasn't on there is spyro and part of that is probably because they're getting ready to re-release the reignited trilogy but also i i wonder if because it is a universal character that that's part of that see activision owns rights now so -hmm. they would have full rights but the game wouldn't be in its original um in its original state because the original part has the logo for universal whatever has a logo for insomniac which probably wouldn't be a problem since activision just owns it they would just show their logo but that wouldn't be original to it so that might have been part of the rationale i think all of the other games are owned by their original holders Mm -hmm. um yeah no the crash bandicoot games and the spire games are all very glaring absence because like i don't know a whole lot about the playstation because i never had one but those are the two games that i I knew that my friends Mm -hmm. who had playstations had either spyro or crash bandicoot or both yeah i agree it seems really odd that they're not on there like the people have speculated that next year they'll come out with a 
another PlayStation 1 classic, but this would be the DualShock edition, mm -hmm. where it had the analog controllers. They probably wouldn't do, like, the inter... They had an intermediate analog controller without rumble functionality, but everybody remembers DualShock, because that's still the thing that's around today. Um, so they said, oh, yeah, games like Ape Escape will go on that one, or some of the later games in the PlayStation life cycle, but I really don't think, like... None of the Spyro games or Crash Bandicoot games really use that functionality. Right. So I don't see them holding out for that. Yeah, I know. I can't... Especially because they they just re-released the original Crash Bandicoot trilogy and they're getting ready to re-release the Spyro trilogy. Mm -hmm. I, I think they're going to try and milk those as much as they can yeah. first and then when they those sales go... See, I don't... I wouldn't have thought that they would cannibalize, though. I would have thought you play one of the games on the PlayStation 1 Classic, and then you're like, oh my gosh, I remember how much I like this game. I want to go buy the trilogy, you know? Yeah, that would make sense. That would be what I would think. But then again, they only have one Resident Evil game on this, on the PlayStation 1 Classic, which is also an odd choice, I thought. Why not pick two versus director's cut? But again, that's neither here nor Spyro. Yeah. So no dragons. Re <coughs> My words stopped working there. No dragons in Resident <laughs> Evil. Hundred percent sure. At least you got me. Oh. I don't. They definitely like. They definitely are collectathons. I, I think the other big ones. I wouldn't say Mario is a collectathon. You just get the stars and the coins. But like, it's super. Donkey Kong sixty four had like you collected the bananas you collected the fairies you collected the coins and the medals and so uh, the when did that come out Donkey kong 64 is that 99 98 yeah. is that the same year as ocarina of time 98 i'm gonna say nine i i bet it came out after ocarina of time if i remember how to type on things and then Banjo-Kazooie and Banjo-Tooie. The never-released Banjo-3. Um, 99 was Donkey Kong 64. Not... Banjo-Kazooie released 2000. Um... Super late. Was... 98. Mm, so it came out the same year as well. Yeah. Which makes sense. It has less yeah. mechanics than Donkey Kong 64. Like, it's the same to basic... benefit. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. But we'll talk more about Donkey Kong in a later episode because that has a dragon. Oh. It's one of my favorite bosses in that, but that's so, that's not Spyro. <laughs> so one way Spyro benefits from being on see, I wouldn't I wanna know how Insomniac would have done this on the N sixty four, because the N sixty four is more powerful than the um than the PlayStation. The N64, obviously, is 64-bit console versus right. a 32-bit. Um, faster processing speed with the cartridges versus the CD. The only problem is it just can hold nearly as much information. So right. there probably wouldn't have been any of the voice acting, um, or not nearly as much, maybe mm -hmm. more along the lines of what the first Spire the Dragon game did. Um, but Spyro uses some interesting techniques to make the levels look really big like there's not very much pop in and they don't use the old fog technique that seems to be really prevalent on all the n64 games right um see what well, i don't ever remember that kind of stuff happening in like ocarina of time or majora's mask but a lot of the bigger 
open world collectathons on N64 really suffer from some of that pop in foggy right. world where stuff just kind of like dissolves in and out. And that, that was something that always kind of like took me out, but I always really, really like Spyro where it's, it's fairly open. Um, things you can tell when they're like adding more polygons, the closer you get, the more detailed it gets. Yeah. I think that's kind of how Zelda mm. did things. Cause like I, I was playing Ocarina of Time a couple weeks ago and like you could see Death Mountain in the distance and I forgot that that was something that you could, that happened. You could see Death Mountain with the clouds overhead even if you're out in Hyrule Field. So I think it used similar techniques. See, I think to... Death Mountain's actually a 2D image in that game. I think they have it when you're out in the field. Mm, I think it's a 2D would, image in the skybox. That would make more sense. <laughs> Speaking of skyboxes, I think I was watching when they showed some of the footage for the Reignited trilogy off. People were complaining about different shades of color in the sky for the sky boxes <laughs> compared to how they remembered it. And I'm like, wow, like you're you... getting a complete remake of this game and you're complaining about the sky box color. Some people are never satisfied. <laughs> right. Like there are some things that probably aren't going to be like how I would have imagined it in my head looking HD. But this is like someone else's reimagining. Right. It's a whole different studio. Someone else's reimagining of what this series would have looked like had it been released in HD with current day um, have hardware. They, have they, like, Nintendo has, like, put out, like, Ocarina of Time that you can just, like, download on your Wii or your Wii U or whatever and things like that and like xbox will like let you download like xbox 360 games on your xbox one Did, have they done that with spyro yeah you or... can download it on the i know for sure on the playstation 3 and the psp uh but the vita i don't know if they were ever released on that because i remember a buddy they had accidentally released it on the shop for like 24 hours or something, maybe not even that long, and he downloaded them really, <laughs> really quick. So he has them on his Vita, or he did, and because um, he was all one one out of the five people who bought a PlayStation <laughs> Vita. But this like Vita sucks. <laughs> it was a great doorstop. <laughs> no, it really had a lot of potential. That system could have been I a think way it better. Have been. It could have been more similar to what the Switch is doing now. But it just didn't have any games. And yeah. Sony just neglected it. It was but, like a child neglected. But I don't think you can get it on the PlayStation 4. I don't think you can get um, until now, the original game. But, well, in this state. You can't get it in its original state. Right. But, which is uh, kind of disappointing in one hand. But then again. I, I think once people start playing it, they won't. I think they'll be done with their nostalgia critic ways. Yeah. But anyway, so what are your final let's kinda do our final thoughts on Spyro. So we it's got it's got the wings, horns, fire, scales. You know, I'm gonna rate him the same as my save completion rating for Spyro the Dragon Three. I'm gonna give him a hundred and seventeen percent. Which I don't even know how that's possible. Hundred and seventeen. But... Right on. Okay, but out of ten, he is the most dragon. Out of ten, he gets eleven point seven out of ten. Okay, that's (laughs) fair. I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with, like I said, for Spike. I'm I'm going to raise. 
I'm going to give him a seven. I think I gave Spike a six in the My Little Pony episode. Oh, Spyro would eat him. Yes, he'd eat him. But I think he still has a ways to go as a dragon. He still has some growing up to do. He's He doesn't have, like, your constant fire breath. He's not... He can't really fly unless the circumstances are right. So I'm going to give him... I'm going to give him a seven. That's fair. Because... Because this is my podcast, and I and I edit the episodes. <laughs> She's going to edit in my response to just say seven as well. She's going to take that sound clip right there and just put it in. I'm going to take, give my, so- I'm gonna take my sound clip and put it over where Joe said that. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so, yeah. So if you guys agree with us, let us know on Twitter. I'll probably, probably a couple days after I post the ep- this episode, I'll tweet out asking for what you guys would rate Spyro um, which you can follow us at BYK Dragons um, or you can follow me on Twitter at Micah underscore I guess or you can follow me on Twitter but I don't know why you'd make such an awful life decision awful life choice Joe uh, makes lots of Catholic tweets yeah Catholic memes <laughs> but you can follow me at Joe underscore the underscore wolf um, on you, the Twitter machine. You can email us at, um, fuck, what is it? <laughs> because That is not the address. <laughs> um, it's because you know dragons at gmail.com. Uh, if you have, like, a dragon that you really, really, it's your favorite dragon in the world and you really want us to talk about it, you can send it to us there. And your favorite dragon's definitely Spyro, so no, we've already talked Spyro. about him. <laughs> we'll, st- we'll talk about Spyro again. There's, like, a fuck ton of other... Oh, the bad games. No. <laughs> They're not that bad. We don't talk about Skylanders. We're definitely going to talk about Skylanders. No. <laughs> We're probably not. I don't want to invest that kind of money. <laughs> we might eventually. I ain't buying any. I ain't... I'm not buying any, but we'll talk about it. I can't support that official release. Um, But our theme song is the Heart, uh, Heart of the Dragon. Heart of a Dragon. Something like that. It's by Dragon Force. <laughs> Author album Valley of the Damned. It's Heart of a Dragon. That's what it's called. The Fart of a Dragon. Uh, is that all that Oof. we say? Oh, if you like this, share this with your friends and rate us on iTunes. It helps out a lot. Um, you can find us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Pod, maybe Google Podcast if I can figure that out again. <laughs> uh, Google Podcast, Google Play, Pinecast, not SoundCloud anymore. But they're dead to us. No, they're not dead to us. They're just better for for musicians than for podcasters. Um, but if there's another place that you'd like to see our podcast go, let us know and we can try and figure out how to submit it to there, too. Because we know that I don't struggle with that at all. <laughs> I only know how to use a Super Nintendo. I don't turn on computers. Um, but that's about all that we've got about Spyro. So until next time, because, you know... You know Dragons! Hey Google? What sound does a dragon make? (laughs) This is a dragon. Hey, Google. Hey, 
Thanks.